when you're down and trouble and you need some love and care and nothing well nothing is going right close your eyes and think of me and soon I will be I'm C.J. Layton coming to you from inside the Phantom Radio Studio, home of the premier radio bowling talk show. Long ago, Bowler's Journal International called Phantom Radio a pioneer in the field of bowling podcasts because the show is regularly scheduled at the same time each week. PBA Hall of Famer Len Nicholson started the show in 2002. Since then, he's recorded over 1,100 shows featuring over 400 different guests, a literal who's who in bowling. So, Phantom fans, let's welcome our host, Len Nicholson, the Phantom. Well, thank you, CJ. And a reminder that Phantom Radio is presented by the Kegel Company, the number one lane maintenance company in the world for all of your lane maintenance needs, including 24-hour technical support. You can always rely on the Kegel Company. So, Go to Kegel.net. Well, Phantom fans, for you that follow the show, you know that last week we played an old show with all-time great Billy Hardwick. Well, Billy was loved by all, and many of the players were very close to him. But very few were closer than this week's guest, Barry Asher. Well, Barry's going to tell us a few stories about the man who had many, many nicknames, and his favorite was Bluegrass Billy. So, how you doing, Barry? You all right? Hey, Phantom, I'm doing good. How about you? I'm fine. You sound good, Pards. And uh, you know what I want to do this week is I've gotten a couple of uh, emails from people that say, you know, you've had Barry on 22 times, and we have his bio by heart. Why don't you ask him what his highlight of his career was in his mind. So we're going to do that for this listener. Uh, what was your highlight in your career, do you think, Barry? Uh, it's, it's hard It's hard to pick a highlight, you know, a couple of disappointments in the Firestone. But you know what You know what I really think is a highlight for anybody? I was just watching it. You know, watch it, watching Phil Nicholson win the PGA last week. And the most, exci- the most exciting thing you can do in sport any sport is the unexpected. So I think something that, you know, like like maybe I did that was totally unexpected that that was, you know, kind of special to me. And I was, you know, I was never noted for playing outside that, that you know, I, I couldn't beat Burton or Sutar or, or even Slagle, Kurt Schmidt, guys <laughs> like that that really, really, no, really, seriously, those guys were really great from outside. So Anyway, one time at uh, where the heck was it at uh, uh, Connecticut in the summer tour stop? I made the finals from out, you know, around the first arrow, and I was like 18th with uh, with eight to go, and I, you know, and all of a sudden I caught lightning in a bottle, and I won like uh, seven out of eight matches or something like that, and I made this, and I made the TV show. Play it out. 
And so that to me was, you know, that's like a highlight. And then I bowled on TV and I bowled a young kid from, I don't know where, from somewhere. And I beat him. And then I think I bowled Kurt, maybe Kurt. And, and I beat him. So the next game, now, if I, if I, if I win the next game, I'm going to bowl for the title against Burton. And he was, you know how great he was from out, right? Yeah. Well, I had to bowl some damn left-hander, and all he did was get 11 strikes against me for 260. So he, he ended my dream of bowling bow for a title. You know who the damn left-hander was, right? Oh, probably Earl, huh? Absolutely. Only time I ever bowled Earl on TV, got 11 strikes. <laughs> you know what, to me, that, 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 that's a highlight. It wasn't a win, but it was just something that totally unexpected for me to do that well in that tournament. Yeah. So that's, 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 you can talk about a win was, you know, the first win's great. And, the, you know, the last win's kind of melancholy and stuff like that. But, yeah, let, let's go with that one. Well, that sounds awesome because you were known, you and Jim Godwin, known as the best inside players ever, probably on the tour back in the day. And you're right. Anytime you can come up with, you know, like like you said, kind of unexpected playing a line that you're yeah. not used to, uh, to be that high up on the leaderboard. But anyway, you know, I mentioned that you knew Billy pretty well. And what we want to do is tell a couple stories about Billy. And I'm sure you got a couple, right? Yeah, I, I got a I got a couple, but, you know, first, you know, what people, some people don't know about Billy is that back in our day, we, we all, we all owe Billy a thank you because of things that, that he did that probably people don't know about because he got hooked up with Munsingware, you know, you know, Billy could, he, he could sell, he could sell snow to the Eskimos. <laughs> yeah. And, and he and he sold Munsingware on starting a staff, and there were you know people out there they, they didn't have a lot of money, some of them had no money, and you know so through Billy we got to we got clothes we we could call up twice a year and get a shipment of clothes and I mean there might be uh, there was socks there was underwear there were polo shirts there were pants there were clothes for kids that Munsingware did. And if you got if you got pretty good, you know, like I did for a while, you, I even got health insurance from Munsingware, and we owe Billy that. Wow, yeah. So, so people they they don't know that, you know, they just remember they remember Billy's you know Bowler of the Year twice, and and you, you know that Billy went on tour and went, you know, his father-in-law sponsored him, and he went over thirteen or something like that. And, you know, his father-in-law thought he was the greatest thing in the world until he went 0 for 13. Then he was, you know, garbage. <laughs> so Billy Billy got a new sponsor and was Bowler of the Year. Yeah, you're right about those clothes. You know, I remember that. In fact, uh, I was just kind of hanging around. I wasn't even working for the PBA. He got me some shirts. And, you know, the big deal back in those days were the leisure suits. Remember them? Oh, oh God, yeah, yeah. Don McCune, man, he had those pants for about – you know, above his socks, and he'd walk around styling. <laughs> oh, that's cool, yeah. Everybody was wearing Muncie wear. That was number one, I'll tell you. All right, uh, yeah. that's, a, that's a good start. You got another one for us? Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I got a really good one. You know, and so because, you know, it's it's been well documented that I had trouble getting started. And that's life. That's, you know, that's different different lifetime. But anyway... 
So I'd always read Sport Magazine, and I'm on the plane coming home, and it's late at night, and I'm reading, I, I'm reading an article about um, uh, it was a baseball. It was a baseball team. I forgot whether it was Maury Wills or Don Sutton, but it was, uh, or, but anyway, it was like they they went they found a hypnotist to help them out, and the hypnotist's name was Arthur Ellen. And he had a, you know, quite a, uh, you know, he had a good track record with athletes. So, and he was in Los Angeles. So I got up in the morning, I got off the plane at midnight or two in the morning. I looked in the phone book, got his phone number. I was in his office the next day and I had some success. Well, Billy, we kind of, we kind of ran in different circles because he, he, he liked to sit in, in the bar and have a few beers, but I, I didn't, I didn't, I still don't like beer, but anyway, so. So Billy was bowling terrible, and this was in like '74. And Sharon said to me, uh, "Hey, do you think you know? You think we could get an appointment for Billy at the hypnotist?" I said, "Yeah, sure, that's no problem." So we go, we get him a, an appointment. We drive up to it was on Wilshire Boulevard, so it was about 40 miles from my house. And so Billy goes in there to the office, whatever, and long about you know what throughout the, the course of the of the appointment we he he arthur calls us out and look in and billy's out of it i mean he is under you talk about hypnotized billy was hypnotized so he goes so afterwards he comes out and we go home and blah blah blah, blah and billy goes you know i i i really i i wasn't under at all i mean you know he just couldn't couldn't put me under or whatever so Sharon and I just kind of went, yeah, yeah, we know Bill. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. No problem. So I don't know. Billy probably hadn't cashed in, uh, you know, several weeks. He was on one of the bad streaks. So the next tournament's Seattle, and I'm rooming with Joe Dignam, the chicken champ. And I'm staying at his house. But anyway, Joe grew up in that place. Remember Ballinger Bowl, little two-sided 28-laner? I sure do. Yeah. So anyway – Joe grew up there, so it didn't matter that Billy threw a full roller. It was just the idea that uh, Joe knew every lane in the house. So Joe would go around, and he'd line up, Billy, hey, Billy, play this lane. This lane does this, this lane. And, he, I mean, he, he had this house down to a T. And sure as hell, Billy makes the finals, top 24, but and still swore up and down to, to his dying day that, no, no, they, they couldn't get me. They couldn't get me under. <laughs> And I, I always love that because then it must have carried over because not too long afterwards he won Toledo and then he led the Firestone and that was that was wonderful that things that happen you know when 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 you're you're on the other side of that that hill you know yeah. and you're going down all of a sudden you go to Toledo where you know. And you haven't done anything, and you, you get on the show, and, and you just go. You, I forgot how many. What he, if he led it? I don't know if he led it. He probably did, but then he wins. And next week he leads the Firestone, but Holman beat him. But they got to see Billy Hardwick. That that Billy Hardwick that I saw that won six seven times in a year, leading money winner by a lot, bowler of the year, and and, and even in the day. Remember before our guy. Before our guys, Billy was, he was older than me, but he was part of our, you know, part of, part of our, our guys. 
Scott and, and Coco was older. Scott and I were the same age. But but to, I was having dinner one time with Ray Bluth, and I got him talking about, well, you know, like, say, who do you think was better? You know, was Don better than Dick or Dick better than Don? Ray goes, well, I kind of nod. I kind of give the edge to, to Dick because, you know, blah, 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 blah. For, and, and Ray had his reasons. And somebody else, like picking between Walter and Earl. Like, who cares? They were one, two in the top 50, and they, yeah. they should have been one, two. Exactly. But anyway, so Ray goes, he says, you know, he says, you talk about the top five, and this is like 1978, maybe, because Billy, I guess he was done. He goes, when you talk about the top five, six guys that ever bowled, you got to put Billy Hardwick in that group. And I go, wow, that's, you know, whatever, because, you know, Ray's going to go with, with Don, with Dick, with, Hennessy with you know with with may, maybe Harry Smith or whatever and but no he says you got to put Hardwick in there he says man he was you know his record makes him one of the all time all time greats so that that's that's what's cool yeah especially coming from Mr. Bluth he was really a gentleman you know uh, I grew up with Billy and and, and I've told the story before but I got to tell it again because it's a classic you know. Uh, we were buddies for over 50 years and you know when every anytime you got a close friend you're gonna have little squabbles once in a while and you know he'd always like to <laughs> argue with me and, and all that so uh one day we're talking on the phone and uh he's telling me about this movie he saw and that uh i gotta go see it and i said what was it he goes well it's with brad pitt and what happens is you're born and you're like 75 years old and every year you get younger and younger. He says, that's the way it should be. And, and I go, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and he says, you know, he says, that's one thing about you. You know, you got the world's worst memory. He says, because every time you write a story about me, you exaggerate. You don't have to exaggerate the stories because the, the story was good the way it was. He says, you can't be exaggerating. And I says, Billy, I, you know, I wrote it the way I saw it. He goes, well, you can't remember anything. All right. So. A little later in the conversation on the phone, I says, what was that movie? I want to go see it. He goes, just a minute. Rebecca, what was that movie we saw yesterday? <laughs> he couldn't remember yeah. yesterday. He's blaming me for a bad memory. I loved it. <laughs> I know. It was it was great. I mean, because as, as Billy and I, he goes, hey, you know, you know, we were we were friends and whatever. We didn't go out, you know, like, you know, whatever. And. So he goes one time, he goes, hey, you know, everybody stays at your house. You know, I've never stayed at your house. I said, well, okay, stay, you know, come on. So here he comes. Here comes Billy and Sharon, Christopher's little little baby then. So they stay. And I mean, you know, so time time goes on and, and Billy's trying to find his way. You know, we talked about doing a camp, you, you and I and Billy. And of course, Billy wanted us to do all the work and he was going to take all the glory. So that didn't that didn't work because we didn't know how to do a camp. There'd never been a camp. So anyway, so they're going to bring Christopher out. They stay at the house for I don't know two three two three weeks. So anyway, so they go home wherever home was then, whether it was Miami. I don't think he was in Memphis then. He might might have been, but so Billy, they go home and so they're going to bring bring him out and they're going to bring Christopher out and try to get him in commercials. So Billy calls up. Hey, Barry, you know, uh, no, they, they, they called Jay Robinson up. They went out to Jay's house in the Valley 
And they stayed there for about a week. And Jay called me and he goes, hey, we can't handle this. You know, we just we don't have the room. Da da da. da you think it's like, hey, can can you take can you take him off our hands? I, guess, I don't know. My, I'm living with McGrath and I are living together then. So I asked my mom. I said, hey, mom, you uh, think you put up with Billy and or Sharon and Christopher for a while? She, my mom, she just says, yeah, sure, no problem, right? Well, a while turned into about six months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sharon brought her dogs, her dog out, and you know the dog. The dog was here. Christopher was here. I'd take Christopher with me bowling. There was a Asian couple loved Christopher. They'd take him bowling, and Sharon, you know, my mom made. She was a great cook. She made, you know, and she made eggs like a certain way that I, you know, that's just the way she made them. I liked them well. Sharon knew how to make my eggs, you know, and 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 you know where Billy Billy was somewhere, you know, hey. If, if, I've been married four or five times, so you know if if you want if you want her, take her. <laughs> oh man, you know, Barnes, we could we could talk for hours about the old days, especially Billy. He had millions of stories, but I'm looking at the old clock on the wall. We're running out of time, and let's do this again down the road. All right, Barnes, I I love your memories. Oh, that's good. I'm glad. You know, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I got some of people that were special or Don Johnson and God, you know, Godman was, you know, he and I, he and I, uh, uh, you know, forced to hang out for about three or four weeks in Japan together. That was really, you know, that was really a tough hang, right? How'd you, how'd you survive that? <laughs> well, you, you know, the rest of the story. So what the hell? <laughs> All right, Barnes. Well, listen, I got to let you go. I'm looking at the old clock. And I can't believe how quickly the time flies on this show. And by the way, I say it's That's the fun. fastest show in all of sports. But you stay close to the phone. We're going to get in touch with you again. We're going to do some more stories, not only about Billy, about some other guys, all right? Okay. I'll talk to you later. All right, Barry. Thank you very much, Bards. And I want to thank right, our sponsors, good. Storm Bowling, Brad Edelman from the High Roller, and our newest sponsor, Dave Kowalski. And we appreciate all that they do to keep us coming back to you each and every week. So for Phantom Radio, this is the Phantom. When you're down and troubled And you need some love and care And nothing, well, nothing is going right Close your eyes and think of me, and soon I'll...